Alrighty, all yours, Jim, if you can hear me. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Right. Yes. Okay, so yeah, if, fitting that we would start today's uh, study with the, the words thank you, because of course the whole lesson is about gratitude and uh, we're gonna explore that in depth for lesson 123. I thank my father for his gifts to me. Lesson 123, uh, that's on the workbook, page 220. And Ken starts out in his, uh, in his analysis appropriately. So is that, you know, he just says straight up, this lesson is about gratitude. Um, of course, you know, Ken's only curmudgeon kind way, he immediately flips that to, you know, implicit here, implicit in this lesson is the correction of the ingratitude we feel. So it, as we know, the course is always about not, not, not know. And so it's, it's the double negative and it's about, uh, it's about uh, undermining and excavating what's beneath the guilt that's driving us to a constant state of ingratitude which of course a separated one can only be ingrateful because they're constantly in fear. So <clears throat> thought that was a wonderful insight. Ken starts just right out, right, right up with that, that uh, implicit here is the correction of the ingratitude we feel. So, and one can't help but be in that state, if you will, that condition of a separated one, cherishing our physical and psychological selves. There is no way we can be grateful to God. Absolutely no way we can be grateful to God if we're cherishing the me that I think I created. And uh, it's going to actually talk in the first paragraph about that. Um, Ken says again that, you know, that we cannot be grateful to God because he's the greatest threat to our separated existence. So how can we possibly be grateful? It's just not, it's just not possible. Um, paragraph one, it's a great little poetic read and very encouraging. And <clears throat> It starts off, today, let us be thankful. <clears throat> we have come to gentler pathways and to smoother roads. Finally, right? Shook my whole world up. Finally, we've come to gent. This is a good message. <laughs> there is no thought of turning back, which is even better yet. That, that total commitment includes that we're not, we're not going to retreat. And we're, we're sure of what the truth is. Um, a bit of wavering remains, some small objections and a little hesitance, but you can well be grateful for your gains, which are far greater than you realize. Um, <clears throat> gentler pathways and smoother roads. What I'd like to do is take a look at what I concern, consider or as a related thought 
which is actually in the teacher's manual, page 10. So if you all turn to the back of your book where the teacher's manual is and page 10 of the teacher's manual. And again, that's uh, clear toward the back of the book. So <clears throat> um, if you remember for, for those that have been through this section, um, it, it, it talks about the whole progression of, of a committed student or a committed teacher of A Course in Miracles, which of course we are both all the time. But it talks about um, on page 10, what it's, what it's talking about is trust, the development of trust and how that comes apart and how uh, a committed learner might experience what we call, what we would say are different stages in the development of trust. Naturally, an illusion, but if, if we can forgive this uh, level transference for just a minute and, and assume that, we're the, that we are on a linear path, the development of trust will express itself in certain stages. Um, and it goes through and it, and it, and it separates those, uh, a period of undoing. I think most of us have experienced that. A period of sorting out is the second one. So we're gonna sort out what's valuable, what's valued less. And a third stage is a period of relinquishment. Giving up the desirable, it will endanger enormous conflict. So we have the period of relinquishment and then a period of settling down, <clears throat> maybe described in the first paragraph of our lesson for today, our lesson we're studying today. And then a period of settling down, followed by uh, a period of unsettling. Just when you think you're settled down and got it, here comes the unsettling. So we've got to go through that. And then finally, a period of achievement. Um, in achievement, of course, in the, the sense of the course for what truth is, we're, we're, we're achieving what, what really is truth. Um, I heard it said this week uh, that a, a great saying, I never heard this metaphysical saying, but it says, that pain pushes and tell truth pulls. So that, so that, you know, we, we all experience pain, for certainly, you know, being human separated ones, we always, we do experience that. And, and it, it's gonna push us, you know, it's gonna push us towards the truth, which is what we eventually experience. Now, in this process of the development of trust, we, you know, I, I, I believe if you're constantly working the course and working, excavating the guilt that's underneath there, I believe this, this really is going to come up in serial. It's going to come up continuously, these steps. So there's not like any one place I'm here, somebody else is there, or I'm, you know, I think I was there yesterday, I'm here today. It's not like that, is that the, 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 the more the closer you get to unearthing your guilt, the more you're gonna go through this cycle of trust. 
And as we develop enough trust, we finally say, help, you know, help, Holy Spirit. I do not understand a thing here. What is this for? So, so that's the, the, the whole mechanics behind that. But just to remember that, you know, some of us, you, you know, all of us have been through that dark night of the soul, and maybe some of us are visiting that right now. Uh, the first paragraph of this lesson gives us, gives us hope that, uh, that gentler pathways and smoother roads, there's no thought of turning back, which is great because that's commitment in that commitment. Um, is the power. So there's no thought of turning back. We can't go back to our old selves that we created. We just don't, we just can't do that. It's not fun. It's not comfortable. And uh, we'll try it, but it, but we won't sit there for long. I, uh, so, I, I never thought about it before until you pointed it out that it's um, one way of looking at development of trust could be development of my own gratitude. Like part of the part of the process of trusting is is realizing what's valuable, what isn't, and appreciating <laughs> what's valuable, and and letting go of what isn't valuable. So kind of like realizing <laughs> this didn't work. So, but appreciating what's valuable is a way of is an, is synonymous with gratitude. So it's really, in a sense, it's a development of, of my own gratitude for what really works. And trusting that, <laughs> trusting that, appreciating that, ultimately being grateful for it. Yeah, I never, th I never thought of it that way before. But that's pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. I and and I literally, you know, I was as I was as I was looking at this this morning, I was thinking that, you know, almost like a cycle. In the sense of like. You're grateful because you practiced and you practiced and you're grateful because you see your brother sinless and you practice more and you have more trust that that cycle that that eventually, you know, builds us to the level of trust of total trust to where we say, I don't know what anything is for. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know what anything is for. How can a human being, a body, you know, live in that world? How can you exist there, right? Only through trust. Only through trust could you do that. So, um, exactly. And, and in that sense, I was, I was trying to define, like, you know, just the whole word, the, the, whole, the whole world of gratitude. It's almost like, to me, like, gratitude's one of those things that just is like atonement. Like you, you, you don't create gratitude. You don't generate it. it. It is the condition that remains when all other conditions of doubt are satisfied. Uh, and that, that, that finally, that, that finally helped me. It stuck with me as that, it, you know, like, like, should I go out and affirm myself that I'm grateful, you know, and we know that that doesn't work, you know, um, I'm grateful because I'm grateful and I, and I, and I understand, you, you know, I know the way out and I know, and, and I'm, I'm on the way that, and I'm taking steps, you know, on the way there, if you will forgive that analogy uh, in time, but, but 
I'm, I'm grateful because I, I understand that this is undone. And I, and I am grateful for that. Jim, I'd like to, thank you. Uh, And Tim, I love what you said about how the, the, uh, the development of trust is like the development of gratitude. I feel that too. And like you said too, Jim, about how we're constantly working through this. And over the years I have found it's been the same for me, you know, just the, the, the guilt comes up uh, in all different forms. And then I forgive and develop more trust. And then, but like for me, I feel like right now that I am in step seven where it even says we, we didn't know what was valuable and what was valueless. Some days it's like I'm totally have never learned anything in this course after 33 years. And then some days my, my love and my gratitude and everything is so deep and so powerful. And I remember going through that period of settling down, I probably for 10 years. It was just so wonderful, you know, and I would have my lessons, but still I could work through them. But now in this, what I believe to be this step seven for me is, God, there are just some days where the guilt is incredibly intense and it comes out as fear, deep fear, and some days anger, but the anger is kind of past, seemed like that was in the last stage, but now it's uh, mostly intense guilt, intense fear and intense love on other days. I'm having a real good day today, if y'all can tell how chatty I am. Anyway, I'll hang up. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kathy. Anybody else have any observations? Yeah, Jim, I I just wanted to uh, point out a place in the beginning of the course, and I I couldn't find it real quickly, where uh, Jesus says, um, God doesn't need your gratitude, but you need to develop your weakened ability to be grateful as if it's it's an ability that we have, but it has to be developed, our weakened ability to be grateful. Yeah. Somebody you. else pointed out it's already with us. Maybe it was you. Yeah, well, I was thinking about, you know, like, like they always have you doing gratitude lists. And I always felt like, well, that it felt so in a, in a sense it was like forced gratitude it's like i gotta sit down and come up with something to be grateful for <laughs> you know and, but i think it was just like what i mean I, and but i always found it really helpful when i did that even though i was kind of begrudgingly doing it <laughs> but and i think what it was doing like in terms of what we've been talking about it was helping me wake up to what i actually appreciated because it worked you know, somebody was nice to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I had food on the table, well, even in worldly terms, what, what, what I had, you know, I was actually grateful for it, but I wasn't admitting it out loud. You know, I just kind of was kind of taking it for granted. So it was kind of forcing me to sit down and write down like, yeah, of course you're appreciative for this. Of course I appreciate this, 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 and this, even in worldly terms, like what's valuable, what is it? <laughs> Mm. Yes, Ross. Yeah, Jim, I think you said it, but um, there's somewhere in the course where it talks about, well, what you're, what you're grateful for is that you have the Course in Miracles, the non-dual teaching of the Course in Miracles. And yeah, that, uh, you know, I, like Tim, I felt like gratitude well, yeah, I could force it, 
But then I thought, well, wait a minute. No, I am grateful for the non-dual teachings of A Course in Miracles and all the other teachers that I've listened to that have told me the same thing and backed up and all the other religions that you can see that non-dual teaching in. That is, I am super grateful for that because otherwise there just wouldn't be any other way out. <laughs> so, so yeah, and I think you did touch on that, Jim. Thanks. Thanks, Russ. Jim, I, yeah. I've, yeah. I found that place and I just want to read the, it, it accurately because I didn't say it accurately, but it, it is on page 95. And interestingly enough, it's in the mes message of the crucifixion. Page 95. 95, uh, paragraph 17. In the text? In the text, yeah. Okay. Chapter 6. I do not need your gratitude, but you need to develop your weakened ability to be grateful or you cannot appreciate God. He does not need your appreciation, but you do. So it's our own gratitude that we really need to experience. You cannot love what you do not appreciate for fear makes appreciation impossible. When you are afraid of what you are, you do not appreciate it, and therefore you will reject it. As a result, you'll teach rejection. Interesting. Yeah, that says it all right there. There it is. <laughs> wow. And, and almost like, I thought of it this morning. There's like gratitude being a completion of the of the cycle of it, or, or the cycle of atonement, if you will. That gratitude is, is the completion of that cycle. Like you know, and and then you know it's really done when you really experience that. And you know, like Tim, I you know I had the chance to do one of those exercises too in gratitude, and it does seem to shift to shift things for you, I, I, you know, I, I'm not sure if that's a real experience or just something, you know, that, that comes about, but um, the, 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 the actual, you know, the, the actual, you, you, you know, you, it's hard to fake gratitude or it's impossible maybe, but then when you do experience it, it completes the cycle with, with your father. Gentler pathways and smoother roads. Nice to be there. So <clears throat> the text in chapter 18 talks about, um, uh, on page 382, if you go to page 382, chapter 18 in the text, um, it's in the section, the happy dream, which is section five. And so, we're going to talk a little bit about advances in retreats and you know we most of us are familiar with that with that line that some of your greatest advances you have judged as failures and some of your deepest retreats you have evaluated as success so in the world we have no way in our our, our worldly self we have no way to evaluate these things they have to be they have to be evaluated by, by, um, by God as to what 
what is helpful and what is not. And literally our ego convinces us that some of the, you know, some of the greatest things, rah, 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 that we've experienced in life have probably been deep failures. <laughs> and I, I've always taken a lot of comfort in that, that, you know, um, is that, geez, I, I don't even possess the capacity to evaluate anything, much less my own tainted ego dream of what I think is going on. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even capable of evaluating that. So, so it's best if I don't. So the happy dream, which is page 382, prepare you now for the undoing of what never was. If you already understood the difference between truth and illusion, the atonement would have no meaning. The holy instant, the holy relationship, the Holy Spirit's teaching and all the means by which salvation is accomplished would have no purpose for they are all but aspects of the plan to change your dreams of fear to happy dreams from which you waken easily to knowledge. Put yourself not in charge of this. Don't interfere. You will muck it up. For you cannot distinguish between advance and retreat. Right there. Some of your greatest advances you have judged as failures. And some of your deepest retreats you have evaluated as success. So it's really great to be in that state of I don't know, you know. But yet as, as bodies, as humans, as egos, that's clearly not a comfortable place to be in, but that's, that's where trust will take us. I was looking at the, uh, you know, like we've been looking a lot in chapter 22, a lot uh, at the misery we feel when we're choosing the wrong teacher. And I was, I was, as we've been reflecting on gratitude versus ingratitude, just how miserable I am when I'm in that place of ingratitude. I mean, it's just like, and, and, and I'm sure other people notice it too, <laughs> you know, it's like, boy, he's not grateful for nothing. <laughs> you know, it's a really miserable place to be walking around it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and Ken brilliantly reminds us that it's impossible to be grateful in a separated state. Because God is the greatest threat to our separated existence. Hey, Dave. I, I just wanted to, to say that um, it, it seems like, well, my experience is that when I am um, shown that my mistakes or my, my sins can be corrected, and I have that sense that the Holy Spirit is, has got a hold of it and is kind of transforming what I see as a solid you know, immovable object into something that's um, capable of being healed, that the, that instantly and, and simultaneously uh, brings a feeling of gratitude with it, I, I think, anyway. Thanks. Yeah, almost that experience of gratitude is a result of doing your practice or what, you know, of a state, yeah, of a state of peace, which you practice, you know, you yeah, when, your brother's sinlessness. Yeah, whenever we have the experience 
of, of truth or the experience of being freed or even potentially being freed of something that we've been struggling with, there's like, whew, <laughs> thanks, Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Dave. Anybody else? Yeah, I'd a- like to say, Jim, too, one little comment about myself again, going through my stuff is that, you know, uh, I also have feelings of great shame that I have to go through such pain at this stage of my study in the course. You know, I'm so I've studied it for so long. I should be much farther along. I should never have to go through this kind of pain. Yeah. And here I am. So there's a lot of humiliation and shame that goes along with that, too, for me. Yeah, good point, Kathy. And, you know, like as, you know, course student of 35 plus years and a and a, a structured regimented course student for probably the last five or six years. And it's like, man, I'm at step one again. You know, I it's, it's yeah. And, and to be grateful for that, you know, like to be great, to, to actually be grateful, like, hmm. oh, geez, here's another opportunity for me you know, to, to see my brother sinless, you know, doesn't often occur to me that way, but that it could, you know, there was yeah. a, there was a movie about, um, it was about gambling at the racetrack it was Richard Dreyfus funny movie that Lynn Corona tur- turned me on to. And, uh, and, and the running line was I could be walking around lucky and not know it. <laughs> and, and I was just thinking I could be walking around grateful and, and, and not know it. <laughs> <laughs> not admit it at least <laughs> all right so gratitude is a sense of completion you know uh you uh, you were saved from the self you thought you made uh completes the circuit uh the text Chapter 24, uh, 3, uh, which is, um, and you don't have to go there, but I'll just, I'll just read the quote. It's, uh, it says, uh, forgive your father. It was not his will that you be crucified. And then we're going to skip down to... Uh, Back to our lesson we're studying today, 123, um, paragraph three. So I got myself off. I'm sorry, where are that's, we going now? That's page 220 of the workbook again. Sorry about that. I got have my marker taken away. So page 220 of the workbook, we're going to look at, at chat, uh, paragraph three. Thank you. Um, and it's going to end with be glad, or, or the, the, the sentence four, be glad you have a function in salvation to fulfill. Now, you know, this you know, normally, you know, in worldly terms, we're not glad we have a, a task or a burden or always, you know, but it's like, be glad. It's like, um, <clears throat> be grateful 
be grateful for this function. Uh, be thankful that your value far transcends your meager gifts and petty judgments of the one whom God established as his son. So that's our function, to forgive. And what I'd like to do is turn to page 312 of the workbook. It's today's lesson. And we're just going to look. Sorry. Lesson 312. <laughs> so turn to lesson 312, which is page 456 of the workbook. It's today's lesson. And I just wanted to read, read the italicized prayer, the second portion of the prayer. So I would see all things as I would have them be followed by I judge all things as I would have them be, lesson 311, and that followed by I see all things as I would have them be, my perception is healed. So the italicized portion um, is, um, I have no purpose for today except to look upon a liberated world, set free from all the judgments I have made. Father, this is your will for me today. And therefore, it must be my goal as well. So when we know when we combine our will with, with God's will, uh, what results, and we obviously experience the others continuously, so we know how that works. But the fact that really th th this is what I'm doing, you know, what, whatever else it looks like I'm engaged with or whatever, this is really my function today. That's my function. Now, if you turn back one page, one page is the introduction section to what is the last judgment. And I, I've always been so enamored and encouraged by, you know, the course's interpretation of the last judgment, you know, that it just, it just sings to, to you. Um, and so uh, it's just such a direct reversal of the world's thinking. If we can go down and uh, Lynn, would you mind just as an opening meditation, um, paragraph four and five on page 455 of the workbook. Could you read that please? Sure, got it. Paragraphs four and five. Four, yeah, four and five. Yes. God's final judgment is as merciful as every step in his appointed plan to bless his son and call him to return to the eternal peace he shares with him. Be not afraid of love, for it alone can heal all sorrow wipe away all tears and gently waken from his dream of pain, the Son of God, whom the Son of God acknowledges as his. Be not afraid of this. Salvation asks you give it welcome and the world awaits 
your glad acceptance, which will set it free. This is God's final judgment. You are still my holy son, forever innocent, forever loving, and forever loved. As limitless as your creator and completely changeless and forever pure. Therefore, awaken and return to me. I am your father and you are my son. We could just be with that for a minute. Gently, please come back. So forget about all the lightning bolts. Forget about all the, yeah, we don't have to worry about that. All the vengeful, wrathful God. We all grew up, yeah, learning. Now we unlearn. <clears throat> okay. So. Paragraph four of today's of the of the lesson we're studying today. One twenty-three. Paragraph four. I'm just going to read the whole paragraph. Um, today, in gratitude, we lift our hearts above despair and raise our thankful eyes no longer looking downward to the dust. We sing the song of thankfulness today in honor of the self that God has willed to be our true identity in him, him capitalized. Today, we smile on everyone we see and walk with lightened footsteps as we go to do what is appointed us to do. So what's appointed us is to forgive, forgive the son of God and see our brother as innocent. And we smile on everyone we see. That's a nice little assignment. <clears throat> and it will generate from a feeling of gratitude. Um, we do not go alone. And we give thanks that in our solitude, a friend has come to speak the saving word of God to us. And thanks to you for listening to him. His word is soundless if it be not heard. So we've picked up, we've picked up, we've picked up the mission. You know, we're committed and we no longer, we waver a little bit, but we're on gentler pathways of total commitment, which means that, that we'll, we'll experience peace in our, in, in this world. And then eventually we will, we will have the real world. 
but we know we know we're on the right path and we all know we're here we are we all know that's what we're here for and that's we're committed and and that in and of itself is everything and we can be grateful for that <clears throat> i don't know how many it's kind of interesting i don't know how many times he uses the word thanks i it must live it seems like a hundred times in this lesson but it 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 never gets old like it's just done so beautifully usually in literature if you repeat the word so many times it would just look you know wouldn't work but this is just this is thanks 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 gratitude gratitude so we're we're here now we're at that point and thanks to you who have heard for you become the messenger who brings his voice with you receive the thanks of god today as you give thanks to him So if we go back one lesson, uh, which is on page two, 14, forgiveness is the key to happiness. And I, I was able to prepare, I was able to prepare this lesson when I, when I did it a couple of weeks ago. And it was great because it points out the condition that we experience as separated ones, just so that we know. And specifically to recap, it starts out with, with a wonderful, encouraging paragraph, and then it goes into what the unforgiving mind sees. The unforgiving mind sees only fear. The unforgiving mind sees doubt. Sin, but not mistakes. There's sins and they're forever despair so if yeah if this if this is all familiar to you you know take heart because <laughs> we, we all go there continuously you know and as Lynn used the beautiful analogy of excavation the more the more we're excavating you know it's like you know like I'm going to feel terrible for a while but I've got I've got the decision maker that I can always go back to so um, thanks be to you who heard. I was just going through that lesson 121, wherever he said unforgiving mind, I put in ungrateful mind. Mm. <laughs> My ungrateful mind is full of fear. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, it's not just like, I'm, I'm, I'm not grateful. It's like this, the opposite is fear. The, the ungrateful mind is torn with doubt. The opposite of uh, gratitude is is total uncertainty. The ungrateful mind sees only sins. I see sins everywhere. Why should I be happy? Why should I be grateful? I mean, an ungrateful mind does all this stuff as much as the unforgiving mind. The ungrateful mind is in despair. I mean, that's why it's such a drag. <laughs> it's not just like, ah, oh, I'm having a bad, not very grateful day. No, <laughs> all this other stuff is kicked in too. <laughs> yeah, and fortunately, we, we now know we have a decision to make and we, we, we are able to change at any time to choose again, choose again, choose again. Thanks be to you who heard. 
and that's that's paragraph six. Um, receive the thanks of God today as you give thanks to him, for he would offer you the thanks you give since he receives your gifts in loving gratitude and gives him back a thousand and gives them back a thousand and a hundred thousand more than they were given. He will bless your gifts by sharing them with you. And so they grow in power and in strength until they feel the, fill the world with gladness and with gratitude. So it's a condition that we achieve through our practice. Jim. Uh-huh. Thanks for um, just just the way uh, you're expressing this and going about this and the way you're choosing um, these different sections. Um, the idea, the takeaway for me today is in big letters, thanks be to you who heard. And, you know, the meaning of, of that, that we're also if we're not experiencing um, receiving gratitude as well for, um, uh, for having heard and for having be about our work of forgiveness, uh, you know, something's missing there too. It's, it's two ways and to receive the, uh, the, the gratitude for, um, for being in this process and all of us here, you know, all of us and everyone who's learning forgiveness is is a part of this. Um, so thank you. Thank you. It's really clear. You're welcome, Lynn. Yeah. And it, and it became clear this morning as I was, you know, studying this whole nature of gratitude, since it's such a big theme in this lesson, is that it is, is, that it is almost a circle when when we practice the steps of forgiveness, we see our brother is sinless. We experience peace, which is distinct, a peace, a very distinct feeling of, of peace, not different than anything we've known before. And we, and we can be immediately grateful. And we are, as you know, as Dave was explaining, that we are grateful when that exists. It's that it's almost like just this cycle that, and as we develop that trust, trust becomes stronger and we, and we can do, um, I hesitate to even use the word greater things, but we can, you know, we can be more courageous in our practice. I was thinking about what Lynn was saying, you know, like, I'm not really, you know, I mean, I'm not consciously grateful for COVID. <laughs> However, look at all these people on the screen. <laughs> we all came out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, if COVID hadn't happened, we wouldn't have 28 people on the screen, whatever it is, 22, 23. But I mean, it's like, like, man, it was like, like this almost revolution in terms of, yeah, okay, I'm ready for something. Bring it on, Jesus. I'll show up. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like, and you know, and really what I got with COVID, the whole body thing, you know, of course, you, you know, it's like, it's almost like a polarization of like, like how, you know, how invested are you in a body and how it works and how it all, you know, I mean, not that you don't take care of yourself and brush your teeth or whatever, but 
it's like, you know, you, you really, you, you see, you see us all as separated ones being polarized towards that, that fear, you know, fear pulls until fear pushes until truth pulls. You see us all as being, you know, I, I don't know, like going through some kind of process of like, like uh, settling that out or whatever, you know, like just what is, what is a body, you know, what is it to me? Yeah, and like Tim said, these these uh, Zoom meetings, they have just been a lifesaver for me. And they're all over the world. Course students meeting. I mean, you know, I go to Australia meetings, Ireland meetings here. It's just to me, it is just like a wonderful thing that has occurred. Thanks to all of you. Yeah. That, yeah, that whole phenomenon is, you know, it definitely accelerated my practice of A Course in Miracles you know, and, 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 and I've actually, you know, I, I've actually seen greater peace through the whole thing, but you know, it's, it's like, yeah, that's really, that's something to be grateful for that, that, you know, that, that sort of, that pushed us in a direction, if you will. From fear, doubt, sin, not mistakes and despair, utter despair. You know, it, and we didn't have to give up anything. We literally, there's no, there's nothing we have to, uh, there's nothing we give up for that. We can, we can give all that up. So the last sentence, paragraph six on page 221. And so they grow in power and in strength until they fill the world with gladness and with gratitude. And of course, that's the whole lesson, I think, right there. Anybody have anything? I've got something, Jim. So um, once in a while, something I'm, I'm very grateful for is this um, uh, <clears throat> on page 64 in the manual for teachers. It's <clears throat> can be can God be reached directly? Um, paragraph four uh, has this thing that we probably all kind of know. It says, do not despair then because of limitations. It is your function to escape from them, but not to be without them. Mm. If you would be heard by those who suffer, you must speak their language. If you would be a savior, you must understand what needs to be escaped. Salvation is not theoretical. Behold the problem, ask for the answer, and accept it when it comes. Gosh, it sounds so easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, if what you are, yeah. Yeah, uh, one, more, one more sentence here. Nor will its coming be long delayed. All the help you can accept will be provided, and not one need you have will not be met. So anyway, I just when when my the when my two back wheels are stuck in the mud, uh, and, you know, I'm I'm definitely grateful to remember that. So it, uh, it reminds me of the three steps of forgiveness, uh, line six. 
that uh, Dave was reading. Behold the problem, the real problem, where the real problem is. It's got nothing to do with anything going on in the world. It's just the real problem was always inside of me. And then ask for the answer, <laughs> ask for help. The big, the big invitation, right? And then finally, <laughs> don't leave out the third step. When the help comes, <laughs> make sure you accept it. For God's sake, you ask for it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that. Maurice? Well, it strikes me just like it did um, recently on this, on where it says, receive the thanks of God today as you give thanks to him. Just mm -hmm. like the, receive God's forgiveness too, or he asked for our thanks and for our forgiveness is such a, a, re, a total uh, blast to me, you know, it's such a reversal. Thank you. Thanks, Aris. Yeah, really great. I thought Tim's insight. How did you say that, Tim? It was like total forgiveness is something that you, you, you said about that basically like, you know, the, the atonement is total forgiveness, but you, you said it, our gratitude is total forgiveness. You said something about that. It was really, I thought that struck me as really, as really insightful too. All right. Any anything else? Anybody have anything? I, I was thinking thinking about the uh, the experience of just letting Jesus thank me. You know, just just kind of sitting with that um, possibility that I could allow that experience in, like actually hear thank let let Jesus thank me for. For trying out his course, for doing it, um, for inviting him in, um, like Orise was saying, that God's thanking us. I was thinking about when, when Jesus turned to Helen and he thanked her for taking the course down. Mm. I mean, that's what he's doing. He's thanking all of us, you know, in this moment for just being willing to show up here and 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 try this stuff. I mean, it's pretty palpable when we let it in. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, again, uh, from the text in 20, chapter 24, forgive your father. It was not his will that you be crucified. And I think of in what you were reading, Dave, I think specifically about that, that, you know, the, where it talks about you, you develop, you develop this strange, you know, communication with your father was natural and you developed this strange thing about not communicating with God. Like, yeah, like there was some barrier there that, you know, some, somehow, you know, you, you developed that. It's as natural as a thing as could be, but, but, you know, like everything the, the ego would invent, it's made to keep us separate. Whatever. I'm going to be like one of those bums on uh, Colfax walking down the street thanking everybody today. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> they know, they already know something I don't. They're always yeah. thanking me. I didn't even give them anything and they thank me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just the way you look at it. Or also, or, also, or also saying God bless with the signs. I always see God bless. 
God bless. Same thing. And so I have lots of lessons on that one. Yeah, thanks, Joanne. What are, what are the words from that Louis Armstrong song? You know, it's a, they're really saying, I love you. <clears throat> what a wonderful world. All right, anything else? Anything, anybody got ruminating? There's a, there's a YouTube video with, what was it, Lynn? Corona, uh, Louis Armstrong singing to What a Wonderful World to like a whole stadium full of people. It's even up. Oh, the, wow. Yeah, it's, it, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> what a wonderful world it is. Who would have thought that somebody with such a gravelly voice could, could, could make, but you can feel the beauty behind the, the words, you know, it just really, you know, it's right there. All right. So what I thought I'd conclude with, um, if you, if you would, please, Tim, could you read uh, as a as a final closing meditation on to on the lesson one twenty three, which is page two twenty one, paragraph seven and eight? Could you just read that for us as a closing meditation? Sure. Receive his thanks and offer yours to him and you will realize to whom you offer thanks and whom he thanks as you are thanking him. This holy time given him will be returned to you in terms of years for every second. Power to save the world eons more quickly for your thanks to him. Receive, receive his thanks receive his thanks and you will understand how lovingly he holds you in his mind how deep and limitless his care for you how perfect is his gratitude his gratitude to you remember our hourly to think of him give him thanks for everything he gave his son that he might rise above the world remembering his father, remembering his self. And with that thought, I can truly say thanks to all of you. And thanks to you.
And thank you, Tim and Lynn. And thanks to everybody. Peace and love, everybody. Y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.